Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the very first episode of the Confession of a Server podcast. I know that y'all can't see me right now because we're a podcast world, but I am sitting here with the biggest smile on my face right now <laughs> to see something that I started in 2018 eventually evolved into my very own podcast, something that I never assumed I would have. I am just sitting here humbled and have so much joy right now. I just want to thank you for tuning in to this very first episode. My name is Quayla. Well, I'm the mind behind the Confession of a Server platform on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, if you're one of my followers or you're a friend of mine, you know what I'm about. But if you are new here, I have I have been working in restaurants for about 11 years. Um, 11 years around this time, actually. Yeah, I was jumping from job to job. I think I just got fired from Best Buy. And uh, I was talking to a friend and she told me how much she was making as a server at J. Alexander's. And I'm like, oh, that's the kind of money that servers are pulling in? <laughs> so I started applying for jobs. The first couple of jobs I applied for were back at house. Uh, J. Alexander's and Melting Pot. Never heard back from them. But then I went out to eat at Outback Steakhouse and my server was overheard a conversation I was having. And she was like, apply here. She went back to the office, got a paper application. That's how long it was, how long ago it was. A paper application it wasn't online. And I filled it out right then and there, gave it to her. She gave it to the proprietor and I got a call back a couple of weeks later. And uh, yeah, been working in restaurants ever since then. Um, and then, like I said, in 2018 is when I started the Confessions of a Server platform, where I just started making funny and relatable videos and memes. I started off with making a video series called Why Servers Drink, because everything that was online around that time uh, in the restaurant industry, it was just about customers and guests not tipping but i'm like i was thinking to myself there's so much more that goes on in the restaurant 
that is very funny, relatable, heartbreaking, that someone needs to start talking about the other stuff as well. And it was it was me and then there's a few other people around the same time. We all started our platforms. Um, but I started coming home after work, getting drunk, turn on my uh push record on my phone and just rambling about different situations and different things that happened and just called it why servers drink. Um so yeah, to see that for this to go from that to my own podcast is 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 very is is very exciting. Um so what you're gonna get from this podcast is going to be different segments each week. Some that are ones that I've used before. Others are going to be things that I'm going to introduce that are going to be new. Um, very similar to my platform. You know, I don't want to be stale and keep doing the same thing over and over. I'm going to try to keep it switched up um, and keep it entertaining. So with that being said, let's get into a mini rant. Dear unhappy guests, can we please stop getting mad at servers and bartenders over things that we legitimately have no control over? There are some things that happen in a restaurant that are not our fault, but yet guests still get mad at us about. For example, your steak comes out, it's undercooked, it's overcooked. You have to send it back. You have to get a new one. It may have happened multiple times. I understand your frustration. I don't want that to happen to your table. but Surprise, I'm not the one cooking it. It's not my fault that your steak keeps coming out wrong. I'm sorry. I will apologize, but for you to get mad at me is is, is insane because I'm not the one cooking it. There's a baby in a booth behind you or next to you. Keep pulling your hair, being loud, throwing things at you. Once again, I have no control over that kid. It's not my baby. I didn't strategically put that kid there just to ruin your dining experience. So there are some common sense things that happen in restaurants that are not our fault that guests get mad at that we need to normalize not getting mad at your servers. Now, I will say this. There are some things that it is okay for you to get mad at your server about. If you see your server at the bar joking around with coworkers and you need a refill, by all means. Get mad at your server about that. You ask them for a new fork and they haven't brought it to you, but yet they've walked past your table four times. Yes, get mad at that. Your server, Jessica, is sitting there flirting with your husband right in front of you and she won't stop. Yes, get mad at that. But once again, let's normalize guests not getting mad at servers, bartenders, anyone in your service staff over things that we have no control over. Thank you. Hot takes are going to be something that I want to introduce to my platform through this podcast. Um, I think a hot take is like a debatable subject, something that comes up frequently that people just disagree on. And me working in a restaurant, I have a lot of hot takes. This specific subject I've been seeing frequently on my recent posts, and that's tipping out back of house. Servers having to tip out cooks. My hot take is I 
disagree with that 100%. I do not feel like servers and bartenders should have to tip out the cooks. There are multiple reasons that I will get into, but before I do that, I just want everyone listening to know I am taking this from my experiences, the places that I've worked. I know that there are different restaurants out there. Managers, proprietors, and owners run their restaurants differently. This is coming from my experiences, from the places that I've worked. All right? First reason why I don't feel like we should have to tip out the back of the house is probably the obvious. Hourly pay is so much different. Everywhere that I've worked, starting off as a new cook, you're starting off at like $10 to $12 an hour. Some people I've worked with have been making up to $15 to $17 an hour. Service in Ohio, I think we just got a boost up to maybe $5 an hour. And this this, this isn't um, factoring in the tips that we make. This is just the hourly pay. Why is that important? No matter if the restaurant is slow or busy, you as a cook, as a back house, you're going to make that hourly pay no matter what, which I can live off of making $15 to $17 an hour. I could. Servers, if the restaurant isn't, if the restaurant isn't busy and it's slow, or even if it is busy and we're in a shitty section and no one wants to sit in our section, we're not making anything. We are not getting tipped. Sometimes you can come into a shift, have one or two tables, and walk out with $15 to $20, and that's all you make for that entire day. Why should I have to tip out the back of house who on those kind of days are making more than me? Why should I have to give them their money? And the money that we get from our hourly pay, we're not seeing that most of the time. That's going towards our taxes. So I feel like that is one reason why we should not have to tip out back house. Second, tips are not the same across the board. I have to be a better server to get better tips. I can't be a horrible server and expect great tips. And I have coworkers that think that and have had coworkers in the past that think that everyone should always get 20%. No. If you're a bad server, you do not deserve 20%. And even sometimes it's not so much a server. Customers can come in and just be cheap, which you hear all the time. And no matter how good the service is, they're not going to tip well. So tips are not always the same. No matter what happens at the table, no matter what happens during their dining experiences, we are not guaranteed a certain amount of money like back of house is. So I guess that kind of ties into the hourly pay. Next, and this is probably the biggest, um, my biggest point out of this whole entire thing. And this is not me saying anything bad about uh, back of house and the cooks and stuff like that. I respect all the cooks I've, I've respect pretty much all the cooks I've ever worked with. <laughs> There have been a few that I didn't respect because they sucked at the job. I, I'll just say it. Not everyone's always good at their job. But for the most part, I respect every single cook that I've worked with. They do great at their job. 
Um, they are phenomenal at the positions that they are at. But most of the time, a guest is not tipping off the way the food tastes and look. You can send out the most perfect meal, the best steak they've ever had, the greatest looking loaded potato, nice crisp salad with extra cheese, extra croutons on it, and their meal is just phenomenal. But if that server is a shitty server, doesn't take care of them while they're there, um, ignores them, and just doesn't do their job, they're not going to get tipped. No matter how good the food tastes, they're not going to get tipped. Vice versa. This table, everything that can ever happen wrong does at their table. Their chicken is underdone. They find a bug in their salad. Their steak has to get sent back four or five times for it to get right, which are all things that happen. It happens. We're human. Things like that mess up. I'm not trying to blame the kitchen on that at all. It happens if the salad isn't washed right. Uh, you know, it's, it's stuff like that happens. But me or someone else being a great server that they are, they're out there working their ass off to save face and to make sure they're getting tipped. They're out there uh, taking care of the guests, even though things are going on or going wrong. They're out there keeping a smile on their face by joking and laughing and striking up conversation. They're making sure they're getting the manager involved early so that the manager knows what's happening so they can cop their meal or make sure they're taking care, of, uh, taking care of the guests as well. We're out there just trying to make this experience the best that they can, even though all their food is completely wrong. Why should I have to tip out a cook if their food that they're sending out isn't good? And I'm the one out here busting my ass to save my tip by doing the job that I was hired to do, and that's take care of the guests. That doesn't make sense, right? Like, you're not going to sit here and give me money if I don't get tipped off that table because everything messed up in the back of the house and it wasn't my fault, right? You're not cutting me a check if it's slow out here or, or slide me a few dollars if it's slow out here. I don't have any tables and I have to go home with $5 for that whole shift. So why should I have to give you some of my money when things like that happen and I'm out here busting my ass? That's my main point right there. The biggest difference. Now, I will say there is one exception on when it is. I think that cooks should get tipped. And that's at places like hibachi rolls, where the cooks are part of the experience. They're out there doing the little uh, onion volcano, um, making sure that people are laughing, flipping them the vegetables in the mouth so they can catch it and stuff like that. Those are times, if you work at that kind of place, yes, tip out your cooks. I'm pretty sure it's like mandatory to tip them out. Even at Brazilian steakhouses where people are coming by and they're cutting the meat off at the table and things like that, because that's part of the experience. They're out there also working, walking around, seeing if the guest needs uh, some more meats, 
or uh, whatever they're cooking, whatever they're cutting at the table, things of that nature. So those are the only two exceptions that I feel like it is okay and we should tip out the cooks. Anywhere else, nah, son. I don't think that they should. Um, but I'm but I'm respectful about it. You know, let's have if 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 you think differently, we can always have this conversation. You can reach me on any of my social media platforms. I will even put this either as a post or in my story after this episode, this podcast is posted so we can have a discussion. I want to hear what the other side is as well. Um, My social media is Confessions of a Server on Facebook and Confessions of under slash underscore a server on Instagram. Find the post. Let's have conversations. Because like I said, I, I, I try to respond to every single comment I get every single DM I get. So I am all open for having a conversation about this subject, but I will stand on my side that we should not have to tip out the cooks. Me. Now with the podcast being called Confessions of a Server, I should probably give some confessions of my own, right? tell you guys some things that I've been able to get away with while working in a restaurant. This one is fairly new and I haven't told many people about this yet. So when the restaurants first opened back up, a lot of the restaurants opened up to limited menu because you don't want to have all that product. Everything go bad. Um, you weren't going to be that busy not have that many tables. So you didn't want to have some of the items on the menu that really didn't sell as well. I never paid attention to what we did and what we didn't have in my mind. We always had the full menu and the first couple of times I worked, people ordered something and it, we didn't have it because it wasn't on the limited menu. Even though people are like looking at the menu in front of them, they still want to order something. And me just, I don't know. I was, it was just after that COVID break, I had to get back into the swing of things, whatever. So it got to the point where I started remembering that we were on a limited menu and people would ask for something that's not on the menu. Sometimes we did have it, sometimes we didn't. But if I couldn't remember, I would just tell them that we didn't have it, even if we did. <laughs> so, you know, they would ask if we had like asparagus. And I'm like, couldn't remember if we had it or not. So I'm like, ah, oh, no, sorry. That was one of the things that we had to take off the limited menu or take off the menu. Sorry, COVID. Um, it eventually evolved into me knowing everything we had, but if people asked for something and I didn't want to give it to them, I would just tell them no. Or if I knew like the kitchen didn't want to make it, I would just tell them no. Uh, for example, one thing that I hate, you can ask my old managers, co-workers, is when people come into a restaurant and they demand stuff for their birthday. Now, if you come in, you're cool about it. You're like, hey, it's my birthday. You're you're down to earth. I'm like, oh, I got you. You know, I'll get you a dessert. Maybe I'll get you a drink, something like that. But when you come in, you're like, what do you do for birthdays? What are you going to give me? What about, blah, blah, blah. I hate that. I had a table come in and that's what they did. So I told them that we didn't have any of our birthday desserts because of COVID. <laughs> and all our birthday dessert was just a scoop of ice cream and chocolate on it. Um, from there, I just started telling people that we couldn't do stuff because of COVID. Uh, one lady wanted me to take a picture of their entire table. Sorry, 
we're not allowed to touch. Uh, we're not allowed to be handed things from customers, from guests. COVID, you know, we we just can't touch it. Sorry, COVID, because I hate taking pictures. Um, and then it finally got to a point where this is the last time I ever used COVID as an excuse. I had a table, a couple of grumpy old people, a man and a wife, a husband and a wife. They're just so grumpy the entire time. Mad because we didn't have this. Mad because they had to sit here. They couldn't sit anywhere they wanted because some booths and tables were closed, blah, blah, blah. The entire meal, they were just so grumpy and so mean. At the end of the meal, they asked for our senior citizen discount, in which I dead ass looked them in the eye and said, oh, sorry. Since all the restaurants and stuff were closed for three to four months, our coupons and our discounts are all suspended at this time. So I can't give you the senior citizen discount. Sorry, COVID. <laughs> I am the worst. But that but the funny thing is, they weren't even mad about that. They were mad about everything else. They were like, oh, okay, yeah, we understand that. And that's the one thing that I could have gave them, but I did it because they were grumpy the entire time. So, um, yeah. That's what I used to do when COVID, when we when the restaurants first opened back up. I haven't done it since, but yeah, that's my confession. All right, I'm gonna start wrapping up this episode because you're probably driving to work and you gotta get mentally focused and take care of those Karens all day, huh? But before I go. I'm going to drop a little bit of advice. I've been a certified trainer everywhere I've been, everywhere I've worked. And uh, even I have people reach out to me asking for advice for new servers or you've been serving for a while. You just want to try to be better. So I think that at the end of some of my episodes, I'm going to give advice. First bit of advice I'm going to drop today is don't be scared to mess up. I feel like that is the point when servers go from being okay or decent to being good slash great is when they stop being scared to mess up. They stop being scared to talk to the managers. They stop being scared to ask for things, ask for help, ask for things from back house. Stop being scared. Once you get out of that frame of mind, you can start shining more at your tables. Your personality comes out. You're able to speak more fluently. You're able to be confident in what you're selling and what you're telling them and how this tastes and what drink they should get. Guests can see scared. Guests can sense scared and guests can see confidence very well. And that goes a long way when it comes to making money. So once you stop being scared of messing up and stop being scared of uh, everything else, that's when you're going to become a good slash great server. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Confessions of a Server podcast. Once again, my name is Quaylen. Thank you so much for listening. And like I said, my friends, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun.